Leaping forward bionically. Truck Jewel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am happy. In the house, you'll see a surprisingly melanin deficient cadre. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of ready for this show, but it's okay, it's alright. In the house today, we have Ripley. Hey, hey. Alright, my man Rocco, welcome back. Glad to be here. And joining us for the first time is. Mike Fallick, how's it going, guys? Hey, and Mike's gonna give us the inside information on Steambird's Alliance. Very exciting. Along with that, still in the gaming realm, we're talking about Boxing Champs. This is a new, yes. uh, again, Steam game. It's Steam, Which but it's also on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember that too. Um, but we got the Steam version, unfortunately. They were real stingy about that mm -hmm. Switch code this time. Mm -hmm. But it's all good. We've got the inside stuff on that. We'll give it to you in just a bit. Dude, not to be outshined. Detective Pikachu is on the case. We'll talk about that. The latest Ryan Reynolds vehicle um, in just a bit. Okay, well, Ryan Reynolds, he, he is involved somewhere, even though he's not, like, the primary face of the sucker. Uh, this is, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We'll get to uh -huh. that in just a bit. That was a tease. That was a tidbit for you. Just a taste. Um, dude. Okay, I know, I know. I'm beating around the bush. Everyone mm -hmm. wants to know about Child's Play. Yes, that's the thing. We all came yes, to this Yes, that's what everyone for. wants to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, okay, alright, alright, fine. Chucky is in full force, and I'll give you the rundown in just a minute. And now I guess we can talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Spider-Man Far From Home, we all got to check it out, and it was... Dope! Okay, you know what, because I want to hear your impressions on Spider-Man Far From Home. Rocco, break down what this movie was about for us, please. Well, it's about Peter Parker, and uh, he's going to Europe on his class trip, and there's all sorts of teen hijinks in between scenes where he has to fight giant water monsters with uh, Mysterio, who uh, mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, my favorite character in the movie. But those elementals were really, really cool. Yeah, in like, this, uh, Nick Fury taps Spider-Man to come fight this new, pretty much extinction-level threat. They destroyed uh, Gyllenhaal's. They destroyed <laughs> uh, the character he plays as uh, Dimension, and now they're threatening ours. But of all people to tap Spider-Man for, like, yeah. giant lava monsters, really? Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is busy, but they don't really explain why. Uh -huh. yeah. but, but just I've heard people be frustrated the opposite way, where you know, until these movies, people have forgotten, like, Spider-Man's a top-tier player. He's an A-level guy, yeah. and so it's like, I think that they needed to show the public, like, look, no one else is, no, none of the capes are around. So, like, look, no, Spider-Man Spider can do that. Like, Spider-Man is one of the strongest guys in the Marvel Universe, and a lot of people forget that, you know, the whole spider strength. That's his main power. That's the problem. Think proportionate strength of a spider. Mentally, he's one of the strongest. You know, he, if, if I need someone someone to build a, you know, someone to build a contraption to fire a pellet that's, that's loaded with a formula that's gonna, you know, seed the clouds and rain down on the lava creature, okay, then, cool, I'm going to Spider-Man. If I just need someone to punch this damn thing in the face. I mean, he mm -hmm. can do that. Not, he can uh, do that, spider but he's all also, Spider-Man yeah. punching he, lava. He's, he's well balanced. It's gonna make that you know that little that little ripple that outside there. The but then it's gonna melt yeah. his fist the because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. The Not. first half of this movie, he isn't very effective, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. all the action scenes in the first half, he's just kind of like, oh, I'm trying to help. You know. I, I do agree that this working. movie definitely felt like a a sort of like show how Peter Parker and and Spider-Man is a a top tier fighter. And I'm here for that. I'm not here for Spider-Man being like the head of the, you know, like the Justice League, the Avengers, like head, the top tiers. Like, I, I'm not here for that. That's not really Spider-Man in 
my understanding of Spider-Man. Give it like ten years. I, I would Ugh. like it, like if he was if Tom Holland ages up into this and they're still doing movies with him, then I could buy that. Like, let, let's talk about that real quick, yeah. or at least let's talk about Tom yeah. Holland's performance in that real quick because right. I've. We've seen several different people portray Spider-Man. You yes. know, Tobey Maguire, everyone thought, oh, facially he's perfect, but acting-wise he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Garfield, I actually really liked as Spider-Man, not so much as Peter Parker. But Spider-Man, you know, he's, he's talking yeah. smack, he's okay. cracking yeah. jokes and such. Yeah. You know, attitude-wise, he's way more Spider-Man than Peter Parker. But the whole thing just didn't kind of come together. And I thought Tom Holland was finally, they got a solid choice. Yeah. So they, they, they lucked into this random kid somewhere in middle America who is so Peter Parker. England. Exactly. Yeah. Then you hear him speak yeah, in an interview. It's like, uh, what the f- yeah. who, who, what kind of palette swap did they do? I'm being punked on. Where are those cameras? cameras? He's <laughs> such a sweetheart. I like. I'm. I'm just utterly tickled by him, like as an actor. Yeah, he's just um, a kid who seems like he's really having fun in his job, and that comes through in the role. I, I, I dug his Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and I like his Spider-Man a lot, and I really like in this movie how. Um, I won't say more so than other movies. They've done good, a good job in his uh, in his previous appearances of portraying that. Yeah, he really does seem like a kid who was just kind of thrown in this role, and he's doing yeah. his best. But yeah. now he also knows I've got experience. I'm on the job, and yes, I'm on a class field trip. I'm amongst you know uh, <laughs> other kids in school. I have to play the part of. The, it's kind of like the, you know, really uh, never she put upon nerd. But, oh snap, a uh, bunch of rocks are going to fall on some civilians. Okay, I'm sorry guys, I got to go hide over here. Get the mask on, swinging up and saving folks. <laughs> you know, and then back here, oh sorry, I peed myself. I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> teacher. You know, he's, Tom Holland has portrayed that, like, perfectly. And I've been very impressed. And he's still technically a child actor. Yeah. So, being able to so, say yeah. that about somebody How who's... Uh, Tom Holland is, I think, uh, early twenties. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 great to see that kind of uh, portrayal in these movies because mm-hmm. these are now essentially prestige format films for this generation. Yes. People expect a certain amount of quality from Marvel productions, and I know this is Sony, but yeah. Sony in association with yeah. Marvel, and he's maintained that. I think he's definitely delivered. Also, they also we, definitely oh, wanted to make him uh, a teenager. For the relationship with, you know, Daddy Iron Man. Yes. This was, oh, it works for that. Oh, yeah. totally. And and this movie definitely had a lot of overtones of who's going to be Peter's daddy? Who's the next daddy? And it's like, okay, well, maybe you need to be your own daddy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a way to put it. That's that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm here um, for the queer content, man. No, <laughs> you no, know no, 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 no. It's, it's all good. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Mysterio. Yes. Because it's Mysterio. We all know it's properly Mysterio. They don't say it in the trailer, so if you haven't seen the movie, it's friggin' Mysterio. Mysterio. But but you you did catch that they did say... They say Quentin Beck, which is one of... Because I think in the comics there have been like four different Mysterios. Mm -hmm. He's not... Different Mysterios with different agendas. He is a a kind of a favorite of mine because his powers are just that he has special effects. It's literally that. He, he knows how to make illusions, and they don't really have to make any logical sense. He can just do them, and I like that a lot. So it's like, I just want to see that happen in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. To, to yeah. me, that made him the perfect movie villain for a real test of yeah. the technology that we have available now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's someone who change, who can pretty much change reality without um, changing reality like Doctor Strange. I'm doing the but it's, thing. Yeah, Strange. he doesn't do Doctor Strange <laughs> levels of mind warping. It's more of just like... It's, uh, it's Mysterio. It's Mysterio's <laughs> technique. No, I love yeah. that because uh, the way they adapted that in this film, I'm, I'm, I, 
I expect them now to do interesting things. And the character that brought that out, if anyone saw uh, Spider-Man um, uh, Homecoming, mm -hmm. was the Vulture. Uh, the Vulture is one of the blandest uh, he, He's basically the evil Falcon. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he's, 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 the, right. he's the Falcon. That was cool. as like as like a Trump supporter. You know, he's, 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 a, he's a rich old so. white guy yeah. who wears a suit. <laughs> and the and Spider-Man yeah. um, Homecoming not only made not only made him a legitimate villain, but also made him like someone with a with a with a layer, with deep layered backstory and sympathetic. Yeah, they you did. Were, he do was that. interesting. That's the biggest thing. He was interesting. Yeah. I thought he was so. Okay. I believe in them to find the ways now, and I think yeah. they also did that with Mysterio, who is. For if anyone's unfamiliar with the character from the comics, uh, Mysterio is a special effects wizard who worked in film and then went corrupt. Uh, that's one of that's one of his motivations, but that's the most well known. In yeah. others, he's actually using uh, the Mysterio um, like abilities that he kind of some he inherited. In other versions, he stole. Uh, to find his girlfriend that somehow, and here's where we get deep comic booky dumbness, yeah, who somehow was, was slipped into another dimension, and now she's trapped there. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've gone down the wrong alley on my way to work and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you always just, like, fall into a dimensional portal? Dimensions. I mean, <laughs> if you're a girlfriend in a comic book, you do. You just fall right into that refrigerator. Yeah, oh, oh, you beat me to it, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're any kind of uh, XX chromosome imbued person in a comic book yeah. format, Stay away from uh, people who may or may not have superpowers. Yeah, for the long for the longest time, if if uh, you were involved in the choice. world of anyone yeah. who could fly, who could like who any part of their body glowed, you know, who could stretch, <laughs> anything mean, like that. To be fair, that's the thing with Spider Man. I mean, his Spider Man glows. Spider Man, Spider Man, no, Spider -Man no, I mean, struggling yes, to have a relationship. So we should definitely at least talk about how awesome Mary Jane is. Mary Jane. Uh, well, that's as, it's. MJ, but but this is a new character, right? So well, yeah. at the same time though, I mean, she was I, a different character. I certainly you know appreciated they were trying to do a, a very different type of, of I guess romantic interest. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I really liked, Raina is not here, but was you know at the movie with us. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that she really loved walking out of the theater is she was like, this is the first time, like her words, like this is the first time she felt like. MJ from the comic books was actually on the screen. She like wasn't okay. the shying away from everything. She wasn't the I need to be constantly rescued. Instead, she was the person who was like picking up a mace and going like I'm gonna hit stuff because you know screw it. This is the moment that we're in. She was feisty, weird, um, really just kind of offbeat in a way that I really appreciate because I do not trust Hollywood with women. Ever. It's, it's also especially tough when they're young because yes. oftentimes children are written Doubly as so. just this, this helpless, uh, always in danger. Yeah, they, for, they did you know, avoid some of those type of setups. And then like awkwardly sexualized as a child. Like my nervousness yeah. for the first half of the movie and honestly up until like right near the very end, it's my usual nervousness with Hollywood movies that focus on teen romance where it's like, please, please don't over sexualize this moment. Please don't like. I know it's it's gonna be interesting for people, but ultimately, you know, when you have this fixation on you know getting the girl, it it really teaches everyone something bad. Um, yeah. And instead, they just had MJ as a character. They had Peter Parker. They had a romance that you could actually see being developed instead of just being shoved in there because there's always going to be that heterosexual interest that gets shoved into every story. Yeah, you never want to see Spider-Man do this on the screen there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, okay, uh, Zendaya really as MJ2 was a great performance. I think yes. everyone had their doubts and part of the reason that made her so different 
Uh, but really making sure it was MJ mm-hmm. and not like Spider-Man with, you know, Lucy Stevens or I guess something. So. Or mm-hmm. Betty Brandt, who he did have a relationship with in the comics. Um, and she yeah. was instead involved with someone else right. in this picture. Um, not, like they not did. a spoiler. Yeah, and the comedy um, was also on point. I yeah, that's it a good was point. Well portrayed. I got to give this a thumbs up, and I mean just a enthusiastic thumbs up. This really did it for me. Um, I was very happy to be in that theater. And that's the thing. I don't really walk out with like oh, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good picture from the journalist's mm-hmm. point of view. I read a solid review, and I sat there like. <laughs> so yeah, definitely thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I definitely had, like I said before, in the first half, I definitely had some issues, or I wasn't fully invested. But knowing the full picture and where everything goes, I mean, I definitely still, I thought it was pretty good. I, I definitely would recommend them. Mm-hmm. And they had the nerve to have a pretty big cliffhanger in the mid credits scene yeah, that yeah, we obviously yeah. can't talk about. But it's one of those things where you're like. Well, damn, I, I need I need closure. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, uh, and Watson be Watson be like, well, just like X Men, our contract is done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, don't want, you don't want it to stop here. <laughs> yeah, definitely make sure to watch all of the end credits. It is one of those movies like don't get up. They're pretty like, good. Stay. Yeah, these are good end credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not always good. It's a definite thumbs up for me. It was super fun. Um, I, I really appreciated just how much they kind of let it be uh, a romp. Um, so yeah, go and have a fun time. It's it's a fun movie. All right, it's Spider-Man: Far From Home. Currently in theaters as of the time of this review, and do a thumbs up all around. We all really enjoyed it. But now I'm gonna kick it over to something that did we enjoy? You'll find out on the next step. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pass it, my man Rocco. You got to play boxing champs. Hit us one time. Oh, Ooh. boxing champs! <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. So boxing champs. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's my Um, you know, $15, it's on Steam, it's on Nintendo Switch right now, um, boxing video game, of course, definitely molded in the style of, uh, not like a realistic boxing game, but more of an arcade style one, and so I always think of Punch-Out, uh, which is one of my favorite, uh, NES games, and the remake that they did on the, the Wii, those games are, like, almost masterpieces to me. So any game that's sort of evoking that spirit, I tend to get my hopes up uh, a lot, which is probably the wrong thing to be doing. Uh, this game... Uh, that's an auspicious start. To, to, no, I, I, it certainly had things I liked about it as far as the way that you actually play was pretty intuitive. I got into a good rhythm with it where you pretty much just use the right stick to do any of the attacks. and. Mm-hmm. It, it does have this very like frenetic feel of like flicking in certain directions to do certain types of punches. Um, That's a lot more common. You're seeing that uh, in dual stick hand to hand combat. Yeah, because it is a it is a top down game, so it, it does feel natural to be using just the stick rather than a button because you, you know you you're often trying to make sure you're facing the right direction in those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, then I got to check this out too, yeah. and that whole. Uh, using the button to control system, yeah. uh, it's more reminiscent of the Fight Night series where you have that yeah. total control. But the way that they have it set up is it's the control is always static. So you, like you said, it's top down. Yeah. So you're basically the fighters moving. You're essentially watching like the fighters that look like tops going yes. at each other again and again from different angles, and then they're just in the square ring. But it's very disorienting when your controls aren't directional. 
and aren't uh, according to where yeah, your character is facing. So when I want to throw, when I want to throw a uh, you know a quick jab or you know I'll throw a, fr a front facing hook, but my character's uh, facing the bottom of the screen, I still have to go like this towards the top. Yeah, to make sure I get the right punch off. It's always oriented with like the idea. Like, like contra work. It's a good, it's another re retro reminiscent thing that contra when you yeah, were in those top down levels. It's, it's you had got to that style, but it doesn't. Yeah, you don't have to remember your direction. You do just have to like if you're looking down, it'll always be the same kind of attack. Um, I, maybe they should have had options to have the the controls change based on where you're facing. Oh, yeah. Options were very limited um, on this. They're just like basically. How did you like being able to change your character's face? That's a highlight. I enjoy that. <laughs> I, any any the game that you yeah. can make a create your own character is it's always fun. Yes, especially you know? in this one where the changes you can make to your character are you can change their hair color. You can change their skin color. You can change their abs. And For a game okay. where you can't actually see their abs, no, you that's top that was down. the funny thing. I was like, you can't see these, uh, but you can change the abs. They have a wide variety of abs. They had a wide variety of abs. <laughs> I can't change his yeah. face at all. At all? But I can change no, the abs that, all yeah. day. There's only uh, male characters in the game that look exactly the same. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're yeah. fake. Different. Yeah. They're fake. It's not real. Yeah. Make a make the, a woman. The, Who cares? The biggest, the biggest, make a lizard. Well, <laughs> the most drastic difference you can make between them is. Yeah. Uh, one can have no abs, one can have really cut abs. <laughs> uh, and they can have hair like butters from South Park, or they can have like the big Jufro. You know, that, yes. that's that's what's going on there. It was yeah, a little... How, how much can you change the abs, though? Yeah, can you fun. get like individual... There, there, was, there was what? 30, was... 30 different ab options? There, There's like 80 plus total options, so there are probably yeah. a decent... Most of them are abs. abs. Yeah. There's like six hair colors. You know, uh, like, yeah, like, I mean, like, okay. like nine skin it, it, colors, yeah. mm -hmm. including like, you know, like stark white, green, stuff like mm -hmm. that. But then the abs, so many abs yeah. that you can't see in gameplay at all. It, it's the only place to really choice. see them yeah. is just in that, is just yeah, in, just in the menu. That, that make your character screen. Is there, is there any like, you know, you've won the bout, so you like are standing well, there? Well, yeah, like, there is a up? screen at the beginning where you can see it. So it's not like they literally okay, wasted okay, their so, time. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Still don't get our weapon changes in Final Fantasy. Eh. <laughs> so, 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 so are we really expecting anyone to do yeah. this anymore? I kind of wish. We have to. I mean, the, the customizing is nice. You can actually completely customize the stats too, if you're just doing like free play. So you can just make an overpowered boxer by maxing out all the stats if you want. Um, a lot of it was lacking uh, in features and then in challenge you can if you try the career mode or even in multiplayer if you can bring yeah. um, your character over which you don't generally have the option to mm -hmm. but uh, you can build up your character to to the point where essentially all fights are inconsequential. There's a, sta there's yeah. a stamina mo there's a stamina meter that actually does make for a good balance of, I gotta, you know, uh, uh, balance my defense with offense yes. and then really plan out my attack and stuff in the first few fights when I'm fighting these cats. And then beyond that, once I'm up, yes, your stamina runs out, but then literally step back once and then I'm back in, the meter's up. And when you fight people and you knock them down, it seems satisfying, like, I'm doing really well. I mm, took this cat down and then they, uh, once they get back up, this is for you yeah. and for the AI. Yeah, there's problems with there, that. It is a, a ridiculous buff where they get Oof. they get almost back to full health. So um, you can get someone down to a yeah, sliver it's, it's and like then knock a them down. Huge oversight. Yeah, and just I knocking them down really. when they get up, the health is like <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, but as it is, it's like you know, for the current price of fifteen dollars, it's just not. It doesn't have enough. Like there are other indie games, action games that you could get for fifteen that have way more content than this so i gotta give it a thumbs down as well it, it was just yeah. a, i mean as a first effort i guess if this was your school project in your first program oh, class, sure. a okay but besides that you have to thumbs down i always thought i, I studied martial arts for animation and um 
I saw boxing got a really bad rap in games because you work so hard on the dynamics of punching. Why are you in a ring? Every other fantasy game, like there exists <laughs> fencing. There are no fencing games. Why? Because every time they create a sword mechanic, they put it into a fantasy game. Yeah. Why, if you work so hard on a boxing mechanic, which is a legitimate way of fighting, there are gauntlets, there are, you know, like yes. blackjacks and things you can use with your hands. Like, why am I stuck in this ring? Why aren't you making, for a top-down version, yeah. why not have a, a gauntlet-inspired game where we're, we're focusing right. on that and fighting and going through stuff? I don't know why boxing, why, there seems to be this thing of throwing away fist fighting and, and mm. making it like it's either sword or it, the it's, boxing yeah. is only in the boxing ring. It's odd. It hasn't happened. Yeah. Guns, there's shooting ranges, yeah. there's practice no, ranges, I mean, there's there are no video games for them. There's a few, but there's, it, you know, unless you play like a, a, you know, platinum action games, you don't have, I mean, they're bringing Streets of Rage back. So when I think of those old school yeah. like fist fighting brawler games, they're they're still hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Do you know what ring game I would love to see? Oh, they made a an entirely in a boxing ring, uh, a video game based on Glow, the glamorous ladies of really? wrestling. No, 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 they didn't do this. I'm okay. saying I want this. Okay. I'm yeah, saying yeah. someone yes. make this yeah. and not because that would be amazing. But like an actual oh, right? roses. I remember that. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Child's Play. Make Ooh. it creepy. Chucky's oh, back. Yes, indeed, Chucky. Well, there was a thing I, I was reading about now. this before this movie's coming out that I don't know the whole details, but this movie apparently is like kind of unauthorized, if you want to use that word, because huh. the, the people who have been making the actual Chucky movies mm. have been pretty vocal on in interviews and things saying, we don't have anything to do with this. That, like someone else has the rights to the original movie mm. and is doing a remake of that but like we still legally own Chucky the character and, and like we still want to make Chucky movies oh yeah we this can't has... wait for like Seed mm. of Chucky the next generation so you know? whatever your opinion is on the, the illustrious Chucky franchise it's just kind of weird that like this is like a parallel remake of the first movie well, so the weirdest thing to me though is because you said because Chucky is in the movie how can you make if you don't legally own Chucky I don't know how, but they somehow were able to make a Child's Play remake with a doll named Chucky. I'll, I'll give you another analogy. It would be like the people that make the X-Men movies shitting on the Marvel movies. Really? <laughs> well, they're not. It would be like, I, mean, it's not I don't know. I, I think, think it would they be just, like they just the, uh... want people to know that it's not associated with them because I think they're assuming if the movie like tanks, which I think financially, I don't think it did that well, but they just want to distance themselves like legally or not. This is not us. They're, they're pulling... They but it can only do that. positive. It can only be positive. It can only be, it give more publicity to you. You're just salting another movie yeah, maker's game. I mean, game. maybe. Like, why? It's just because it's Because they're pulling a Sonic the Hedgehog. They're making sure it's known <laughs> that whatever abomination comes out on that screen, they have nothing to do with. Well, Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the people who made that movie, my theory is on that. They didn't. They were unaware that Sonic the Hedgehog is already a huge internet joke, <laughs> and so when they got this response from it, they were oh, like, "Oh my God, why is everyone making fun of Sonic the Hedgehog?" Because of but, the internet for the past fifteen but years. No, also, all, all, all I need to see is at yeah. some point in the Sonic movie, someone says, "Can you show me the way?" And then <laughs> it will all be a wrap. I promise. Okay. The, the new Child's Play is about not the spirit of a uh, of a dead of a dead uh, a psycho killer mm -hmm. in this doll inhabiting this doll's body. Which I always thought was kind of silly to begin with. This is about a really f um, advanced, futuristic uh, child's toy Ooh. that has a uh, an AI in a world where we have actually developed AI <laughs> for children's toys mm -hmm. um, being warped by a very disgruntled factory worker. 
who is abused by his <laughs> boss to, you know what? All right, fine. You want to you know deny me lunch and slap me in the face? Take this. I'm gonna make your doll kill people. How you like that? Like, where is? That's kind of disproportionate. One to your situation, and two, all you're doing is like murdering some kids out there, which is what happens. This is about the AI in the doll going nuts, and that's where we get this new child's play. This isn't a supernatural horror movie. This is a sci-fi horror movie. I like that they awesome. didn't work. Change that. Here's the thing. I think yes, it did, but it didn't start off that way. It started off mm. just as silly and ridiculous and stupid as you think it would, because they have Audrey Plaza trying to play a sincere, serious character yeah. as uh, as uh, little Andy's mother. Mm. You know, and they do a whole thing that goes nowhere with Andy, this young, kind of put upon, very lonely child who has a, a hearing aid and he's self conscious about it and he's deaf, even though it never comes up in the movie, except for the one time where where he's fighting with another boy and he's like, Oh, and you can you hear me now? And he flings off the uh, the, the hearing aid. But yeah, Andy still hears him just fine. What the hell was he wearing this thing for? You know, that's the only uh. other time it comes up. But they throw these out, and it's ridiculous. It's like, okay, they're doing these. I guess it'll come to some end. But right now, it's exponentially stupid. Yeah. And it continues to be stupid until Chucky starts killing people. And they go nth degree. Like, it's gory. It is grim and raw. And it's of the... Imagine if, like, every kill in this movie was that eight-second scene of the uh, raptor biting Muldoon in the face in Jurassic Park and then you just watch it just like Damn. and you think that you think it's gonna cut away it doesn't it just holds on it and you hear him scream and the camera's gonna oh any second it's gonna cut away and it doesn't that's Chuck <laughs> a guy's getting his face just ugh. you think the camera's gonna cut away it doesn't a woman's yikes just it, it it's just flinging through glass, it doesn't. Compound fractures, just Oof. right there on camera. And it's just, you get to see all of it. Chucky ripping people with the knife, just Oof. stem to stern, all. The, and then he goes back to, but Andy, I did it for you. We're friends, right? Oh. And the whole thing is it added that extra creep factor where the first 30 minutes of this movie is just garbage. And I would, <laughs> and oh, you're, yeah. re you're ready to get up and walk out. And everyone assumes that Andy is just a little boy who's so affected by... Uh, his one the PTSD of his father leaving his family and he just kind of shuts down That's why he's so lonely. He has mm. trouble speaking to people and making friends yeah. and then uh, When he st starts trying to like convince people no something's not right with his doll Everyone starts thinking okay, maybe something's not right with Andy. You know, mm -hmm. he's got that hearing aid and all it's like, what? That's interesting. What? Yeah. You know, and, and, and <laughs> oh, they, they you know those shifty him. people wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so they start to paint him with like the most ridiculous prompting, you know, like just as uh, as he's the one who's actually crazy, and he's the one that mm -hmm. may pose a danger to people. You know, and that was an interesting angle that they take. And for about ten minutes, you're like, wow, this is that's really well thought out, especially for a movie I didn't expect anything from. And then Chucky starts really killing people. It's like, oh, we got to get away from Andy because Andy is. And then when they come around from that, it becomes a little more reminiscent of, okay, now we got to get Chucky. We need to take this little freaking thing out. Mm -hmm. And um, I really enjoyed it from that point on. I didn't expect to enjoy this movie. I thought it was going to be just one of those. Just trash. Uh, they, yeah, a quick cash grab. Yeah, they put yeah, out yeah. a crappy movie, attached to stamp the child's name mm -hmm. on it. And, you know, got they got my, they got my ticket price. Good for you. Good for you. And instead... It started off as they're painting this ridiculous setup, but only so the killing will be that much more gratifying when we get there. Because the, the ridiculous setup they're painting is these are people I like but don't care about, or I don't like, but they're just there to bother me. I think that's what's going on. And then, no, the people you don't like are there 
to get it. And you're just like, yes. And the people you do like, when they get it, you're just like, oh, not her, not him, not, why? And it's like, I didn't realize I was developing any kind of emotion around these. Now, mind you, at the end, it's still freaking child's play. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's still, it's still dumb as hell. But sure. the fact that it was fun dumbness, That's what the fact want. that they took the little murderous uh, supernatural killer, psycho killer, and made it uh, the freaking, you know, Terminator, with uh, a ginger Terminator, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, that was really impressive. It's still silly, but it's a thumbs up silly. This is a, it's a... Definitely a movie you can watch and have a great time with in any bad movie night, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's it's the good movie that can still slip into a bad movie it's, night so because it's, it's, it's just yes, it's a schlocky. It, it is it is the perfect epitome of of like of how how far schlock has come All right. to the fact where it's like That's they've good. used that formula to punk you. For the, first, for the first like third of the movie, they're like, up, oh, you, yep, it's silly, isn't it? Up, oh, oh, there's the cop. Oh, yeah, no, he's corny. He's corny, isn't he? And dead. Like, whoa, you know. So it's like, it's like, it's like they're playing with you, and it's like by the end you realize, oh, they were aware of all that, and they were nice. just like leading you on until you got here. I like that. Goofy was... horror is some of my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't really get into like the jump scare horror, but I can totally get down with goofy horror. Oh yeah, this was definitely goofy That's, horror. Yeah. And, Including one the, guy who the they have the Sorlex camp. Hmm. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I mean, drag is all about camp. Yeah. Yeah. Queer likes camp. Who knew? They have this. They have this. They have uh, the trope of the handyman who I guess like dropped out of MIT or something. Because mm -hmm. oh, this guy who he's struggling to change. He's literally struggling to change a light bulb in one scene. Yet in <laughs> yet, yet, yet fifteen minutes later. Yeah, fifteen minutes later, he's got his own built-in laboratory yeah. in the basement where he's got certain saws, and he's got um, uh, neogenic recombinators, all types of weird com uh, complex stuff. Again, in this random like city apartment basement, yeah, it, it was it was wild. They used that to a uh, fun effect to really mm, messed up effects. As a man, I had several of like oh, mm, 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 <laughs> of, of these moments. So just take that as you will. Pick crossed legs all the way. Absolutely. Chucky's at the right. Oof. Oh, oh don't say because oh. he did. I mean, he did. Yeah. Spoiler, oh. he did. It sounds like they were on point because you've had. Oh, I think they did. They're on uh, point. On point. Oh. Well, just because you've had. But that's Rocco, everybody. Thank you. We won't be back. My uh. legs are crossed. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to turn it back over to this gentleman here. You are going to give us the lowdown, the throwdown that is Steambirds Alliance. So I had a similar experience as the punching champs. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, oh. it, it, Steambirds is very reminiscent of old games. It's a top-down uh, fighting game. It's very polished. I think once or twice, based on really me doing too much at once, like I got booted from... You, you, the way the game works is you fly a plane uh, top-down, you get upgrades as you go, sort of like Gradius, but some of them are permanent, hmm. um, and then you um, fly around and complete missions. Uh, I got... And you're in a sort of a hub where there's other players and you can meet up with your friends. Uh, and then you can upgrade your plane there, and then you go to the world, which is infested with all these people, uh, robot things. Um, I got booted from the server, I think, twice. I played like two hours. You know, in other words, that I got booted, it was, whatever I did overwhelmed it, and I had to reset my, <laughs> so my you, game. I'm sorry, look, I guess I was just too amazing. Yeah. Game too hard. Well, I, I was too much for the game, it booted me. So what I can I say? I won't blame them, because I think they want you to make it feel open world, and you need to kill enemies to get power-ups. And so my method was, I got pretty good at it pretty quick, because I'm, I'm, I'm okay at that top-down navigation. 
I would just fly straight and, and, and pick up enemies. So I imagine at a certain point, I just hit the edge of the map. And they were just like, we have nowhere to turn you around, so we're gonna, we're gonna kick you out. Also keep in mind, this is an MMO. So yeah. that could have also been just tons of people uh, like just like launching into your same environment. Mm -hmm. Well, why I don't think it's that is because in the hub, and this is why I said it does not show that it was a, you know this this post beta thing. It's like there were tons of people. One of the only big problems with the game at all is the use of items, um, and so much so that that wasn't happening. That there were you have to dump your items, and in order to be nice to better players, to worser players like me, noobs. <laughs> If you hang out in that area, sometimes people will dump like level four items, even though you're only level two. Um, there were points where I was driving through the little town area, and all these people are dumping like you know, the maximum like the twelve items all there, all around each other, no lag, nothing with that. I could drive through, I could pick up all of them, I could, nice. and and the, the server was full, and there was no problems there. I imagine it's some uh, map limitations. They they think you're going to stay by certain areas. They think you're going to do certain things. Um, it really played well. Like that whole thing of like not giving a credit because it didn't do that. It was it really controlled fantastically. I'd say the big issue with these games in the modern age, same with a boxing game. To mm -hmm. be honest, is the same frustration. Is like um, it, there needs to be. Uh, if you look at a game like Contra, if you look at these old school games like Punch Out, there is a specific way to beat Punch Out. You have yeah. to know how to beat this level, and that is because the challenge is concentrated and purposeful. Aim for the band-aid all day. Right. So, and you have to know that for that level, yes. and then there's the rhythm on the other level. And so, the problem with this is, it's it's not just reminiscent of top-down games. It's reminiscent of um, sort of web games from the early 2000s. Yeah. And it, it, mm. part of that is, jump on, play, go, see as far as you can get, and play, and that's it. As opposed to this game where there are missions, and you should be as a sort of user guide thing to you guys, pay attention to the missions and you'll have this experience instead. This idea that it's like Destiny is going to give you the same emotion of Destiny, which is I'm just doing the same thing over and over again yeah. to get arbitrary upgrades and, and it, it, it's repetitive. However, that's the fun of it is it's repetitive. It's familiar to the average gamer. Jump on, top-down controls, which are very clever. Um, on the PC, there was only one control I didn't agree with and I, I assume I could have changed it and I just didn't. Uh, which was this aerial attack was just very awkwardly positioned um but other than that it, it it was it's a beautiful sort of it's not cell shaded a lot of people sort of get that wrong with this game it's um line 3d which is you draw 3d uh you actually draw it and then those are extrapolated so it is actually line drawings turn oh, 3d cool. um yeah. it's a very common style nowadays mm -hmm. um and it's, it's getting more popular as opposed to cell shading which is uh, it's not, just the lighting one. Right. The it model, takes a, yeah. a gradient and shadow and creates it into a line. It looks more like an anime. A lot of animes are now cell shaded. Yep. But now a lot of them are this new drawn style. Uh, if you've ever watched Futurama, the 3D shots in Futurama of the plane are done in the same style uh, from Rough, House, Rough Draft Korea. They we do talked them. about Void Bastards last week. Um, that type of that type of uh, artwork. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very... It's very high quality. It's very for like a Steam game, uh, like Steam game where you're playing with other people. I was I was really impressed by that. It's beautiful too. The enemies are are gorgeous. Your planes, you can kind of go a lot of different. If you're into flying games, like there will be a leveling tree that's right for you. But again, the leveling tree, the leveling up is that's that's where I'm having a problem here with the game. Is it's mixing this world of have fun, jump on, play to tedious kind of rule following in some instances but the game's not ruined if you don't do that uh, it, 
it, it's it's fantastic. If you like Gradius, if you like R-Type, if you like old, you know, Newgrounds games, like, yeah, yeah jump, jump in and play. I think 100% of thumbs up. It's a great game. It's beautiful. It's a very pretty game. All right. The game is Steam Birds Alliance. It's available now on Steam for both uh, Windows and Mac. And Mac. Yeah. And Mac. Um, and apparently uh, achieves a very high, uh, high, uh, high, high recommendation. Yeah. All right. And now, I know you all have been waiting with a zen-like patience to get into the most prestigious film to come out. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> Detective Pikachu. This is starring Ryan Reynolds and... Bill Nighy? He is in it. Of all people? Yes. Yeah. Bill Nighy. Davy Jones. Just, yeah. What? It's it, no, but it's, it's just, it's, <laughs> just, it's, it's mind-boggling. It was, it was awesome, though. It really worked, and I didn't expect a damn thing from it. I don't think <laughs> anyone did, really. Yeah, yeah. I was like... I'll see this because they're taking a weird risk doing this as the Pokemon movie. Because I don't know if you know this, but there is a Detective Pikachu game that was out for like three years <laughs> beforehand. So it, it is it is technically based on a Pokemon game, but it's like a Pokemon game that nobody really knows about. Uh, well, it is about a kid whose dad has well, he's died. he's like an adult. Technically. Oh, technically an adult. He's a, he's, young, he's a young adult. Yeah, he's... He works in insurance. He's an adult. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> that's definitive. That's, uh, having a, a self-crisis in terms of how do I live my life? Do I pursue my passions? Do I continue in insurance? I'm probably just going to continue insurance. And then his dad dies, and he has to go and figure out what is up with his dad dying. Uh, and along the way, he runs into... I mean, the film has 60 different Pokemon? Well, there's 150 100? and more to there, see. There's 800 yes. plus now. That's, that's I was trying to think of like the actual number that was in the movie. Yeah, but there was a lot that they there was a lot that they flashed by, and mm. they, you didn't actually get to see them speak or anything. Yeah, yeah. But the definite Pokemon fandom was there. It's in the train city. Pikachu. Yeah. yeah, in the city. It's like, mm -hmm. but it's not it's not just they train Pokemon. In fact, uh, Pokemon fighting, Pokemon battles, and all that are illegal in yes. this city. But this one city in the rest of the world that does exist in the Pokemon universe we're familiar with where people train them, they raise them. It's yeah. pretty much cockfighting. That's what I was really surprised by, was that it was set in the actual Pokemon world. Like, I kind of just assumed that they were changing everything because they could. But like a fish out of water, he'd be just walking down Times Square. Uh, yep. I mean, yeah, like, I kind of just assumed that. Universe. The fact that they were like, yes, this is the regular Pokemon, like, the events of the games and possibly the show might have happened in this world. Like, the little illusions, they didn't go crazy with the references, which is fine. But the fact that there were little references to that did surprise me because I thought they were just like gonna. To the city is totally like a reimagine and like re-envision. There's nothing in the Pokemon games that looks like that, and I thought it looked great. Um, so I was surprised that it did actually take place in the world. But I liked the, the alternate take on it a lot. Yeah. I was not shocked when I heard this was going. You know, for, as a Pokemon fan, hardcore Pokemon fan as well, <laughs> um, like I was not shocked when I heard this was what they were doing for the movie because it's not like I thought that they would do that. But Detective Pikachu. I mean, it's like talking Pokemon that actually talk. Yeah. <laughs> and where's is, is a thing that hasn't really been done. I mean, yeah, Detective Cat <laughs> included. Uh, so I was shocked, but I actually was wondering. I'm like, is this game a tie into the movie? Turns out it, it was not. It was the other way around. Well, isn't isn't it isn't it a direct tie into the first movie because Mewtwo 
there, well, that's what I mean when there's references. Like, they kind of allude to Mewtwo as in, like, yeah, that stuff from the first movie where he was created might have happened, but that would have been 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Ash yeah. is probably still the same age, though. You know what? I, you know what I thought actually? I thought they. Were, I thought that wasn't that wasn't that was an Easter egg when they yeah. uh, showed a news report uh, in the movie. Um, this is we're learning more about the town. Uh, not from not from a Pokedex, but from like a news report. They're watching yeah. on TV. That's how we find out what this town is that the kid is going to. Because he's not from there. This is essentially him as the fish out of water. He's not used to a world yes. where Pokemon and people are walking, you know, down the street side by side. So we, as the audience, get to know that the same way he does when he's watching a news report on the creation of the city uh, on his way to there, just on a train. You know, everyone else watches. You know, um, secondhand lions or the Matrix or mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, Pootie Tang. He's watching <laughs> the history of uh, this town, and it gives us the audience um, that same information. He has a very generic name. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. Is he the good guy? I, I hope so. Mm, I hope so. A name like that. He was, yeah. a, he was a man. Yeah. Was he? Was he good? All right. And he's investigating the death of his father, Harry, and Harry's partner mm-hmm. uh, was a Pikachu. Uh, who we don't actually find out whether or not he could talk to Harry, but he could definitely talk uh, to Tim, and mm-hmm. that's very that, that, that's that's abnormal in this world. And only Tim can hear Pikachu. Is Harry dead, or was that staged? Why this Pikachu has lost his memory, and what the hell this big mystery in that Harry was involved in? Because something's wrong in this city. Something is causing Pokemon to freak out. Yeah, there's, there's some evil gas drug, basically. Yeah, they they don't. And it's very loosely alluded to in the trailers, so we get almost nothing about what this movie's about besides yeah. the, the Pokemon, and he can talk. You can hear me? Ah, 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 ah. Credits. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This movie pushed the, like, father issues thing Ooh. way farther so much. Than, than most movies that I can personally remember yeah. to the point where it's like, this isn't like a, like the subtext of the movie, Mm-mm. like this is just the movie. It's, like, the, it's the over sure, it's the there's overhanging. an actual plot. The daddy issues it's about that. had daddy issues, and the secondary characters had daddy yes, issues. Yes, it's all over the movie. The heroes have Everywhere. daddy issues, the villains have daddy issues, the yeah. side yeah. characters have daddy issues, the daddies have their own issues. <laughs> it was... It was it, very heavy, which is a bit much a for me. In the Pokemon thing. Fetish Club, those daddies have different types of daddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, sometimes straps break and things like oh. that. Leather yeah, needs yeah. to be maintained. Come on, daddy, get, get in the game. Okay, uh, but the, the reason was pretty heavy. Uh, both oh, those oh, movies totally. a lot of Pixar parents, loves issues, yeah. the father issues. You know, Disney, all of the Lego movies mm-hmm. about this. Like, it's a very common theme. That's but kind of, that's kind of the, bread and the main right? character being like an adult and having you know he his dad wasn't around his mom died like he's already had to deal with that you know that's affected him and now it's like oh my dad's dead i i can't have you know fixed that that's more real than i think most kids are going to necessarily understand kids are very together today if you read no i'm serious if you read if you read any of the things where there's a kid running a protest (laughs) <laughs> the, 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 the kids' knowledge of things, the kids' knowledge of psychology, the kids' knowledge of, of these things, because of the internet, at the very least, they're able to Google these things and they start to pick up there's, terms. Sure. There's also yeah. the thing where, like, I um, I used to be a, a caregiver and it really, really impacted my perspective of how kids understand things. Kids see everything. Yes. They don't have a full comprehension, but they see everything. And having issues that are family-related is a very universal concept. Yeah. That, yeah. It was it was um, it was a missed opportunity, I yeah. think. And I wonder if that's they blew all their budget on those close up shots. 
Because when they have the close-up yeah. of the uh, of the Charmeleon, not not Charmeleon of uh, the Charizard, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, that that's a legit dinosaur. That yeah. Is, so he's, he's gonna that's, do some stuff. That's something to point out because when this movie was being advertised, everybody was freaking out about the Pokemon looking too like photorealistic and like looking mm-hmm. scary. But in the movie, because we all saw that still of like the the realistic uh, uh, Stitch. From the live action Lilo uh, and Stitch, yeah. I think that that really, I really soured everyone. I mean, re- representation sense. is excruciatingly important, not just for kids, but for adults, for for everyone, for people outside of that demographic. It's important to see people who are existing, uh, because you know, when you're part of a demographic, seeing representation means that you see evidence that you can live a life and that you can be part of something. And when people outside of a demographic see representation, it's an example of, oh, there are other ways of being than just me. Um, it's very, very important. So I'm I'm glad that representation is there. It's just, I don't trust Hollywood. Like, you know, whenever I see a character that fits into a demographic, let me tell you, as a queer woman, going and seeing a movie, anytime there's a queer woman, I am terrified. Absolutely terrified, because you can look up online um, a, a website that tracks how many gay people have been killed in, in media. Oh, wow. And they keep updating the Yikes. website because yeah. this trope is like, this is a, a heinous, that's a, that's a, heinous trope. I'm starting to notice that one, yeah, more what, often, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, is that uh, from a, a socialization, from a, a like, how you look at your life self standpoint, I have met uh, queer women who really, really for a long time because they didn't see any representation in their life that survived, that wasn't tortured, that, you know, didn't have a partner that was killed in a graphic way. Uh, Because of that, we're really convinced completely at their core that they would not have a partner, that they would not have a happy life. And like, that's that's why representation is important because when you show a specific character, like a, a black character that is continuously, you know, just thrown in jail um, or whose parents are never around or a queer character, like oh, specifically, especially queer women uh, characters who their partners get graphically hurt uh, and, and murdered and die, uh, that has mental impacts. So. Yeah, it is just a kids movie where at, you know, you know, at an end point, a person in a wheelchair gets thrown out of their wheelchair. Like, yeah, I mean, that's not so big, but also to someone in a wheelchair, that can mean, oh, hey, if I ever get taken down a peg, someone could just throw me on the ground. That's a messed up thing to tell someone. And that's, that's what society in creating these tropes and not breaking away from them does. It's not just one instance of a guy getting thrown out of a wheelchair. I mean, you just mentioned it. The main character, he, he is... I mean, I think he might be biracial, but... Bill Nye? No, the main character. Oh, okay, all right. Bill Nye. And he does have... Yeah, he's Anglo-Anglo. Yeah, he's I don't necessarily think it was their intention to play into, like, a racial stereotype, because I, I, I don't know who the character was... Ne- I don't know if he was necessarily written to have a certain race. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of... I mean, I wouldn't view that as an intentionally invoking... No, no. ...for this movie. Least, yeah, you know, maybe they'll. Uh, I, I don't know. I, no, I thought no, no, the with... movie was pretty, I guess, more diverse than I expected mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. Definitely, without giving any spoilers, I did appreciate that the deadbeat dad trope did go uh, in not the the racial trope direction that one would yeah. expect. To, from to me, that to me that that seems like an internet nod. The internet uh, is under the impression that um, Pokemon is a post-war game. Because mm. you see no grown men, 
meaning that all the men have died in war. I, I do, I, I do remember. That's not true. No, 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 a lot of times, you know, there's a game where just randomly characters are black, and it's just like well, because that's, that's it's so region. it's so like yeah, it's so brought <laughs> up that you're just like ah. Yeah. Uh, now I feel it's it, it is it is that line where it's like you want the representation, but you don't also want to be looking to your black face be like, is this a, am I, are we enjoying? Well, is this fine for me to enjoy too? I've like, yeah. seen several blogs where it's like that great black character, a big black prominent character in Pokemon, Brock. He was not meant to be that way. <laughs> Although I will say, because like the first four games, they were pretty much just pulling from different regions of Japan. But like I'd say the last ten years of Pokemon games, they're pulling from all over the world now, and you do, the characters do, I guess, look more diverse, and you can make your character now, so they can look sort of how you want them to. You can't. Have, if I were to make a Pokemon movie, which is interesting about this plot, is I, it would have been from an episode in which uh, a hypno on top of a rooftop in the original series uh, is, is hypnotizing children accidentally. Um, and it's a great episode <laughs> where Misty disappears and Ash has to find her and all the kids are disappearing. Um, and they find them and it's about these, uh, this sort of uh, party hypnotist who's causing a muck in the town, and it's, it's, a, it's a big mystery. I, I would watch it. It's, it's, I think it's called like the problem with hypno or something. Mm -hmm. in the it's something like Troubles with Triple. Like it's that. Okay. It's, it's that. <laughs> nice. And it's a two-part episode. It's one of the few in that original oh, series. It's wow. two parts. Uh, Great episode. Well, better that than a documentary called The Problem with Hypno. I, I, I thought immediately <laughs> the trouble without food, and I'm like, oh, wow, problem with hypno. False representation of, mm -hmm. of, of just hypnotists being like, yeah. I don't swing the thing, okay? It's mostly about stopping smoking. <laughs> Calm down. You didn't see anyone smoke in that episode, did you? It's fine. Looks like I flip a coin over my hand and give people false orgasms. Where did all these accusations come from? <laughs> well, that episode has a very Rosemary's Baby feel. I would watch it. It's worth watching. It's a good. Those original series has lots of really great independent sort of uh, incidences like that, where where uh, the Snorlax episode is another good one like that. A town starved because the, the Snorlax stops eating the vines that. Uh, keep the river from from clogging up. There's some really the original ones are really harsh. They're really like they deal with like the natural order of things. So it's pretty cool. Mm. The licky tongue would not lick, and hence society crumbled. Yeah. Yep, that's how that works. All right, so Detective Pikachu. Yeah, so yeah. Detective Pikachu. Uh, okay, so what what, what 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 was the best Pokemon? The best represented Pokemon in this? Because the ones that they actually showed, I liked that they found a way to work their abilities into the story without making it hokey and cheesy. Mm. Except for maybe what, 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 what turned out to be my favorite one, Mr. Mime. Yes! The Mr. Mime scene. Yeah. That was hokey is, as hell. It, I it loved really, it. It really was. And I thought this was going to be an earlier scene where she jumps in to face down a Charizard. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, it's a, it's a freaking giant dinosaur, you know, it's going to dragon winged thing. He, he's, 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 he's literally toast, except he kicks the tail. Because he knows that's the point you got to you got you got to strike at. If anything happens, that flame, you know, it's done, and he just starts, you know, thinking it. And I'm like, it, it's reacting. I didn't think of that until I saw the Mr. Mime scene. I'm like, oh, they're paying attention to the Pokemon. Oh, my Pokedex. Hey, I learned. Um, okay, but that's me. 
Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna actually have to go with the Cubone, which I think is the f one of the first Pokemon you see in the movie. Cubone really. appears twice, yeah. Uh, just standing in an open field, uh, crying. <laughs> yep. That's, that's mood. <laughs> Cubone is probably one of the weirdest of the original Pokemon, where you're just like, what? Very emo. It's Where's not, the skull? Of yeah, it's mother. like this isn't even yeah. really a thing that animals do. I'm like, I don't know who came up with this guy, but okay. Lotad. I never thought anyone would ever make a version of Lotad that didn't look ridiculous. That's that cactusy looking Pokemon with sombrero. Yeah. That was absolutely CGI brilliance. Honestly, I, <laughs> I did not think. I thought I, like I did not think they would get to the characters that were cartoony, meant to be like a joke. Like you could see that Pokemon on a Mexican food menu. You'd be like, that's a great drawing on a Mexican food menu. <laughs> yes. Not really a real thing I can imagine. I thought it was. It cut that line very close. It was. It was good. Freaking eggs of you to end up accidentally on someone's table at a diner. Like, I didn't order this! What the hell? <laughs> oh, I mean, I already said Mr. Mime. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like, I, that's, I also just love mimes. So I was all in for that scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, the the scene with the invisible box and, and Tim, like, finding a way to, to that... make Mr. Mime afraid while on his own terms. It's yeah. like, yes. But also, my little brothers, that's, you know, they had the games, they had, they watched every series. They tell if, you if I'm, if I'm there. It, 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 it was just there. I'm, try, I'm trying to connect. You know, they're, they're, they're in their 20s. They're, they're full-grown, proper, functional, you know, adults in society. And every now and then, we'll go back for, like, Thanksgiving. I'm like, you know, hey, so I was, you know, uh, 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 you know spotted a Poliwhirl on Pokemon Go. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> look at you. Nice try, old man. Uh huh. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Hello but, there, fellow youths. How yeah. about those Pokemans? <laughs> like, I can't really speak to that because I have not watched the Pokemon TV show since you know 2000 probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ash is still there, believe it. Or not. I know he's still there. I've seen Timeless Child. <laughs> I'm, I'm caught an episode here or there. He's, Gary's like 40 now. Okay, Ash, come on. This kid is going from country to country and just losing. And it's like <laughs> at some point it's not an underdog story anymore. It's yeah. like maybe you should retire. <laughs> Well, he's a, he's a, he's a journeyman. He's a, what, if, what if we what if we phrase it that he's a journeyman? He's he's not a fighter who wants to fight to but be he, the, he the very best. He does so. That's what it literally. I want to be the very best. It's not how it works. It's the first line. He's not exactly trying to catch them all. You know, it's not as if he wants to fight because he the keeps very letting best them all go. So yeah, it's Detective Pikachu. It's a great movie yeah. for kids. Great movie for adults. And you know what? It's got thumbs up all around. I think we all had a great time. And um, honestly, if you're not even a Pokemon fan, there will be something enjoyable for you. I was actually really impressed with this, and I'm happy to give it a thumbs up. But we are just we are just about out of time. So, whew, one thing, Rip. Uh. One thing, Rock. Thank you. One thing, Fezzik. I want to thank you all for joining us for another awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show. As always, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or find us online. We're on Facebook at slash thegeekdown. I'm on Twitter at thegeekdown, Instagram at thegeekdown. Find us on uh, SoundCloud and you can hear the audio clips at uh, soundcloud.com slash geek-down. Or just go to the website, geek-down.com. And until then, until next time, we'll catch you all. We'll be excellent to each other. Be excellent. Peace.